Welcome to this episode of Barrels and Business. As always, I'm your host, Jay Green, and today I am joined by a psychedelic hippie that's committed to leave a world in a better place. So in the next hour or so, Jen and I are going to share with you tangible tips on not only how you can grow your business, but how you can be a better human and have some more fun living your epic life. So Jennifer Jeffries, she is a philanthropist who loves breaking new ground and living in the unknown zone of life. When I was trying to schedule this podcast, she said to me, I'm sorry, I can't do it next week. I'm going to Antarctica. (laughs) My team got the message and they're like, are you dead set interviewing someone that's going to fucking Antarctica? I'm like, okay, I've got to go back and listen to this message. Antarctica. But yeah, she was off to Antarctica. We've got a bit of a bio for her. We're going to put the bio, I think, in the show notes. But the key things I think we need to know is she's a registered aromatherapist and naturopath for over 30 years. She's authored not one, not two, not 10, but 14 books. Like 14 books? And she has a number one best-selling book as well. The number one book on intuitive aromatherapy in the whole world. But most most importantly... Most excitingly, the main thing why I love Jennifer and following her story is her purple Jeep and her juicy life outlook. And I don't know why this happened. It seems a little bit creepy, but I had a dream. stalking me? I was. I don't know. Uh, do you remember when I reached out to you? I said, I just had a dream about you and your partner. And I just have to have you on the podcast. I don't know why. And I have no fucking idea why you two are in my I don't know if I should be creeped out that you're dreaming about me or I should be, woo, about that. You, you and your beautiful partner too. I was just like, I don't know, you guys just like, this present day wise woman thing just had me hooked. And there was something about, I don't know, I felt connected to you. So I thought, that's it. I well, think trust the universe. When we're meant to play together. We've got to trust the universe on this one. I'm, I'm all down for the universe. What did I forget in presenting you to the world, my dear? Uh, I am a big dag. I am a daggy dyke. That's, that's uh, my biggest claim to fame is that I am, I am absolutely just a big dag. And I love life. That's probably the piece you missed. See, see, this is why you're my people. I am known as a dork, mainly. So oh, you're a dork. dork. I'm a dag. Cool. Yeah, I think it's like, I think they're all the same. Yeah. They really just group together. <laughs> so let's let's start we, we started talking about the surf and boards and all that it's like ah let's stop and let's, let's stop and push record and actually do yeah, what we're gonna do like, let's just do this stuff live so you would tell me that that board behind you was stunning and tell me why does it now have pride and place in your office she's my first board she is absolutely my first board uh and um, I love it. I, I love, I was drawn to the, the peacock feather. She was totally not the right board for me to learn to surf on. I didn't want to go to a foamy first, but she looked pretty. <laughs> and I went, I'll take her. So I, I had love like adventure. been a downfall for you in the past. <laughs> what, just going for things that look pretty? <laughs> she looks pretty. <laughs> she looks pretty. I'll have her. Oh, yeah, so I've, uh, I've since graduated to other boards and I still, I love her. She's, she's just a very pretty board. 
So I so, love it. it sits in the background with me. How long have you had her? Uh, I started to learn to surf six summers ago, so five years ago. Oh, wow. So yeah. nice and fresh as well. So Yeah, I'm a, I'm a newbie, sir. And I took up surfing at 55, as you do. I'm about to turn 60 in a few weeks. In three weeks, I'll be 60. And really? I shouldn't really learn how to surf when you're 55. Yeah. Well, look, I decided I'd start playing tackle football at 35. That wasn't nice. my finest moments. And I decided to get back into surfing at 38, 39. So a little bit before you. But I think that uh, your energy levels and your zest for life are far, far younger than your years, lady. Oh, I'm no, I'm, I'm 20 years old. I'm still 20 years old in my brain and I try to do all the same shit that I did when I was 20 and I can, I just take a little bit longer to recover sometimes, but yeah, I, I seriously, 60 is insane for me. I see photos of my mum at the same age and I think, fuck, she was an old woman. <laughs> it's just like so different. Well, when you used to, I, I feel like when I was a kid, you'd look, I'd look at a 40 year old or a 45 year old and go, oh my God, that, that's so old. Like, what am I going to look, what am I going to be like then? Mind you, my dad didn't learn to surf until he was 40 either. Go and dad. I, but I really do think you might look, you look around at other people your age. I look at other people my age and, oh. and you're like, I'm not that old. Yeah. And what do you think that comes down to? Well, I think part of it is the people you hang with. So even surfing, I, I'm out surfing with, you know, 20, 30-year-olds most mornings. I surf five or six mornings a week. I hang around with young people. Just my circle of people are either, either physically young or they vibe really high like me. I don't want to turn into an old lady who wears nano, you know, flowery nano dresses. I just don't. I truly believe that we can be strong, fit and vital all the way through our life. And I want to be the crazy 96-year-old chick that's, you know, can go surfing if I choose, that I'm strong and fit and healthy enough to do that. I'm not going to turn into the old, I'm not just not buying into the aging game. Will I age? 100%. Will I come from a place of prevention to stay strong, fit and healthy through my life? Bloody oath I will. I really will. Yeah. So really that's what we do. I really do believe that uh, age is a mindset and choice because 100%. the moment I decided that I said, I was, it. I'm going to turn 40 forever. Every birthday, I'm just turning 40. And the minute I made that choice and decided that I was going to live into being a 20-year-old again, my whole physiologically, physiological looks and everything changed. Like I did change my diet to, to, to get off the preservatives and the sugar and the shit. Sure. But the, the difference I can, I just 100% believe is purely around belief. And, and you, your body lives into the expectation you have on it. 100%. It really does. But can I share with you, turning 50 is super cool. Turning 60 is fucking epic. I can't imagine <laughs> the, the emotional liberation of being nearly 60. I don't know what it is. There's an energetic shift. And 40, I remember, was really cool. That was when I first kind of went just like, oh, it's great. 50 is like greater. And 60, seriously, it's it, it's undescribable the feeling and the excitement I have for life nowadays. And that's the way it should be. And that's my thing is helping people to be that vibe. Cause you know, talking with business, it all, they carry across how we show up in our life totally reflects in our business. If we're dragging our ass oh. physically, our business will drag its ass. 
It's not how you do one thing is how you do everything, I believe. And eventually you might be able to a type personality push through in business and get to a certain level, but eventually your shit's going to catch you. Yeah. And how you do one thing is how you do everything. So like talk, talk me through that. How I know you, you work with a lot of different people about how you can bring that mindset across and how it permeates both areas of your life, the personal and, and the business. Just walk us through a bit more of your methodology or mentality around that. Uh, I, 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 I come from a background where, you know, I was kicked out of the army at 20, did three years in the army, got kicked out and chose from that moment to live a life that it was just like, here is me front up no matter what. And it was a real conscious mind state. And with that, I went, uh, that was cool. And I, and I, I was going and going and going. And then in my twenties, my mid twenties, I burned out. I was working in the pharmacy industry and burned out my adrenal glands and wrapped my car around a telegraph pole. That was all kind of part of that journey. And I remember laying in hospital thinking I can go back to all the rest of life or I can live a life of yes and just turn everything on its head. And so like, you know, when I was 55, my assistant said to me, Jen, you know, let's take up surfing. I went, yes, let's do that. And then thought, I'm going to take it. Up. And so I, mindset's one thing. I, I, I'm so uh, out in the world, nothing to do with being gay, but I'm so in the world by choice mm-hmm. and I'm an introvert who draws on my extrovert to cope with the world the way I want. So wow. I, I do that to, to live the life and have the change or create the change and transformation for the world that I want to. So it's a real conscious thing for me. And it took me two biggest impacts were getting kicked out of the army and then burning out and yeah, literally wrapping my car around a telegraph pole. I went, I've got a second chance. I'm going to live a totally different life. And, and I have, I've lived into that. And yeah. it served me. So what advice do you give to business owners that are on that burnout trail and maybe have conformed to the bullshit rules of society? You know, they're doing all the things they should, feeling maybe a bit suppressed and not embodying or embracing who they really are. Well, that's where I was. I remember it was the 1980s and I had the right job. I had the right career path. I had the right house, the right relationship, had all the right stuff. And I was really dragging my ass on the inside. And the silly thing is, as humans, we we have to wait to get hit by the Mack truck to even notice. I remember my mum saying, Jen, can't you see what you're doing? And I'm going, nah, mum, I'm good. See, tick, 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 tick. Got them all. Got the boxes. Got it all. And and they were just, it, would, it was just not working. So my advice is I, I will listen to the people that I care and respect around me because when we're in it, we can't see it. And have people in your life that will call you on your bullshit, which I have nowadays. I didn't back then. And probably because I am a very strong personality, they didn't feel safe to call me on my bullshit. Where nowadays I'm really upfront with mates. Like, tell me what's going on. I want to know. Because we can't see it when we're in it. So listen, listen. I think that's a really important thing because sometimes out of ego, not necessarily bad ego, we, we don't want to be called on our shit. We want to feel like we've got our shit together. Um, Absolutely. Or, or when we're in the spiral, we, we can't see it. Yeah. But what's your advice to people on being able to start that process of 
inviting friends in, giving them the safety to call you on your shit and create that, that I don't know, do you, do you run with the, the um, some of the five people or I talk about the orbit? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we are, you know, there's some of the five people. Well, we're a product of our environment. So our environment is the people that we're in contact with the majority of the time. So make sure that I don't want everyone in my life to be a yes person. I want people to challenge me to grow. And so I make sure I've got my inner circle of people contain people like that. So mm -hmm. I, I'm conscious that I've brought them into my circle for a reason. So then I do listen to them. Yeah. So my advice would be look at look at who you're hanging with, look at you know business wise, business mentors, all those kind of things. Because what I learned is that we have a range. So there's kind of here's Jen the extrovert on stage doing a thing. Here's Jen the introvert at home won't play with anyone and won't listen to anyone because I just think oh. I, just, I can't go. I just want to hide down here. <laughs> and this one when she's on stage, she's so in flight she can't see it. And this piece in the middle I never used to play, and I've learned to play in my range. And that was a big thing for me to, um, uh, to be, it was kind of like, I wanted, you know, I'm just that personality. It's like, it's all or it's nothing. And so for me to play in this middle range felt not congruent for me. And I've grown the wisdom of aging, blah, blah, and screwing things up. I've grown that I'm comfortably uncomfortable in this, this middle range of life now, where I used to see that as being boring. Ah. Ah. No one wants to be boring, mediocre. Ugh. Yeah, I can't do mediocre. No, I, I say I, I have two biggest fears, public writing and mediocrity. Um, and I've yeah. got over the public writing because I just get a copyright enough. But, yeah. <laughs> but mediocrity, I'm not, that, that, that shit really Yeah, don't now, play in average life. Now, I think that a lot of people either gain this wisdom with with years or they they hit a Mack truck and maybe an awakening but what can we do what can we do to to start looking at that circle and cultivating those relationships before the Mack truck or before the before the, the big milestone birthdays come along um I think actually notice notice what's happening in your life so you know from a business point of view notice what's happening you know everything is either growing or it's dying and we know that all businesses grow consolidate grow consolidate but if you're just hanging and not getting the growth, we've well, got to look, there's something you're doing, your actions you're taking or not taking are keeping you in that position. So you've got a choice to do something with it. But then the same thing is with your health. Notice what's going on. So like my body was giving me hints with things like crappy sleep, you know, broken sleep, waking up between 2 and 4 a.m., uh, eating and craving, although I was alcohol in those days and things to be able to keep going and caffeine, uh, crappy moods. God, I was a cranky bitch. You know, your body gives you hints that you're off track, the same as your business gives you hints off track. Mm. But it's really easy to go, well, this has worked in the past. I'm just going to keep doing this. But there becomes a point, there comes a point in business and in health that we've just got to go, this has been a pretty reasonable amount of time doing the same thing. It's time to shake things up. And then look who you can bring in to call you on your bullshit and say, well, this, Jen, you've, you've got it. This is it. This time you need to do this. And that's, it's a point. So I think I am, I am the stickler stay in there kind of chick. And in the past, to my detriment, I hung in longer than I should have if there's shoulds and didn't listen. So yeah. when I started to bring people in that I would, that I really respected, um, I, I just saw it differently. And I was able to course correct a lot faster. 
Yeah. Mm. Well, it's like it's if you had a uh, your own posse of coaches, right? If you yeah. if you're on a sporting team, you've got coaches that are gonna look at your strengths, look at your weaknesses, point out where you can turn the dial and adjust. Like if you think about the the golf swing, that one that one percenter that you can't see yourself by being in the swing, where a coach can look at it and say, like, oh, you just need to turn your your this that way. I see the same thing as if we can dial in our, our circle and they'd be like, actually, you know, I know that what you were hoping to get from that conversation, the outcome you were looking for and the heart you were coming from was this, but I don't know if you realize that your body language or your tone said that. Yeah. Yeah. We need coaches and mentors through life. We really do. Yeah. And, and we, uh, I believe that we get, we attract mirrors in our life. And so I'm really aware of looking for things that trigger me because I know there's something in it for me to grow and the same with business. And it's not a comparing game. I see it as there's a trigger, something in, um, in the way I'm showing up wants to be loved free. If you want to put it that way to grown through. Yeah. So I think living, the biggest thing is just to have your bloody eyes open and be aware. Yeah. My postie's just like banging at the door going, I've got post at the door for you. Hey, he, postie. Normally <laughs> he normally delivers through the window. It's so cute. All good. <laughs> He's like, Oh, Oh goodness. <laughs> Um, let's just talk about those triggers a little bit more. What advice do you give like your clients and the people that, that you work with around noticing the triggers and how to deal with it? Any tools, framework? Yeah, the, look, the most common thing, 80% of our, if, if I talk from the health perspective, because it reflects to business as well, 80% of our health is um, lifestyle imbalances. Okay, so the whether it is showing up as, you know, uh, crappy energy, or crappy, crappy sleep or crappy moods or crappy wake, whatever the kind of crap is that's showing up, the same in your business. 80% um, of that can be cleared. It's like lifestyle day-to-day -day little practices that need to change. It's not the big things. It's the little things that we're doing that compound. So I get people just, we just... You know, people get excited. They can't help themselves. And then it's like, oh, I'm going to, you, know, you give them a list of protocols to do, whether it's on business or, or health. And they go, oh, I'm going to do it all at once. They do it for three days, quit, and this guy asks too hard. So I'm a really, really, really realistic naturopath. I want people to play the long game in life. I want them to do their reboot, whether it is their business or their, or their health, do a reboot, but start with the core basics that can bring long-term change. And then you work at your maintenance so that you can come from a place of prevention and not go down that same travel in the, in the future. So if I think of health, you know, the, the most common thing that people do nowadays, it's, it's the little hits that we're getting on a day-to-day -day basis that are taking us off track. And the part of our body that gets taxed is our adrenal glands. Mm. And in Chinese medicine, we say your adrenals are where your chi, your vibe for life lives and we're meant to spend a bit of chi every day and put it back in and spend it and put it back in. But when we spend too much and don't put it back in, we die. Pretty simple. When we run out of chi, we die. And your, your chi is replenished, your adrenal glands are replenished with good food, good rest, and good play. And I see people who are burned out just like not knowing what to do, even in their business and everything. And they go, oh, I'm going to eat clean and I'm going to go to bed early and I'm going to go for walks. And the thing they forget to do is to actually play. Live life? Yeah, it is so important. We've got to do that. We've got to bring the life back into our business. We've got to bring the life back to us. If you're sitting sending messages to you know, potential customers or whether you're seeing them face-to-face, -face, it doesn't matter. 
But when you're, you're there with them, and if your vibe's like, yeah, I really should buy my product, all good. They're thinking, fuck, I don't want to deal with you. Like, you're really funny. You should product and look like that. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. So we've got to get, at some stage, we have to get that injection of energy. And again, in Chinese medicine, we say the way you get energy is to use energy. We've got to take a step forward. We've got to keep doing the steps forward and that to be able to keep moving forward. You've got to start. And that's where people don't. But the thing they forget to start with is to literally just get into life and have fun. If you're going to play with the kids, play with the kids. Like, if you're going to surf, I, that's why I love surfing. It is the one thing I truly do in my life where nothing, everything else in the world disappears. It just disappears. And I'm just there. It, it's bliss. It is the best adrenal charging thing I've ever found. I have to be present. It's so yeah. Good. yeah. What, what made your assistant go, we're going to start surfing? Because <laughs> he's a 27-year-old guy at the time. <laughs> yeah. and, and he's like, and if I can convince you to do it. Yeah. He, wanted, he wanted to learn to surf. So, of course, he said, hey, do you know, we should learn to surf. And we can surf every day before work. I went, that's a fantastic idea, Shane. Oh, I love it. <laughs> anyway, it's, like, it's become an addiction for both of us. We just love it so much. It's been great. It, it's been way better. Brought so much to my life. What, uh, what tips would you give a, a newbie coming into surfing then? Oh, just get water time. Well, get a coach, definitely get some lessons. And I still have uh, weekly or fortnightly one-on-one um, -on -one coaching sessions. Because I'm doing little tweaks all the time. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really believing coaching and mentoring. I, ju I just do. But you've got to get water time. It's, it's like you can't just read. You can watch all the YouTubes until the cows come home. At some stage, you have to get your ass in the water on a cold, like this morning, you know, I'm a sunrise surfer. And to be able to surf this morning with that setting moon and pissy little one-foot waves was the best fun. It was insanely fun morning. But you've got to get the water time in. And Where then, were you this morning? Oh, I just went to the out. No, I went to the oh, alley. Went yep. to the alley because I was having a business breakfast with, um, a, yeah, a client just afterwards. So I went there. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, but it was it was one. It was a wonderful morning. Just pure pure joy. Yeah, and but you've got to get water time. This is the thing that I think most business owners forget. They are, I don't have time to have the fun. I don't have time. And I literally just was working with a client um this week and I was like okay well what what are you doing for you you've just described your week to me yeah. and I know you got a newborn baby and I, I know you got a new missus and got the businesses going and everything but I didn't hear any you time yeah. in, any, in any of that it's like oh yeah well I've got the baby and she just she just lays over my arm while I'm working and so that's kind of I'm like no so what did you used to do Oh, well, I was I used to play soccer for Australia and I used to surf every single day and every month I would take my son and we, uh, sorry, every winter I'd take my son to the snow for a month and we'd live in a van and we'd do all these things. I'm like, do it again. <laughs> what? And it's like, oh, but I've got all this stuff to do. I'm like, but you're not what, you've got to slow down to speed up. And if you're not refilling that tank, like you said, re-energizing the chi, yeah. then eventually the tank's going to drain. And... Yeah the your ability like how do you find your creative brain and oh, your ability decision make after you've surfed versus is the best 
I'm on fire. I, my creative brain, I come up with my best ideas in the surf. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. Our brain, like every other muscle, it has to play too. It has to rest and it, it needs literally needs to play. Uh, so we, you know, in my, I wrote a book called The Seven Steps to Sanity, um, one of my corporate kind of preventing burnout books. Anyway, uh, part of it in it is that we've exactly that. We've got to schedule in that play time. And 1% of your day is 15 minutes. Do 15 minutes. And I, I remember I had a CEO once, he you know, did, did the big gig and then he goes, comes up at the end and he goes, Jen, that was great, really good. And same thing. So what are you doing for play? Oh, no, no time. I went, great. And what I've found is that people will, whether they, they schedule in a massage or they schedule in a surfing session or they schedule in something that is their time, when everything starts going to custard, they cancel that first, where I never cancel those things. I just won't. So what I did for him, I actually, it was back, black, he had a Blackberry. I got his, I always remember. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a Blackberry a long time ago, but anyway, I, I remember him because, yeah, I had a black about 12 years ago or something. I remember him because it was a BlackBerry, but it was interesting because what I did was I grabbed his BlackBerry and in the appointments, I put an appointment in for three o'clock on a Thursday afternoon. And all it said was be spontaneous. That was it. So every Thursday at three o'clock and I told his, um, his PA, it, it was a not negotiable. He's never to be, that's never allowed to be moved. And he played the game. So it's like, at, you know, three o'clock on a Thursday to go ding, be spontaneous and for real guys if you have to do planned spontaneity bloody do it you, you've got to schedule that stuff in and then make it a not negotiable because that that adds years to your life that keeps you alive you know just doing the worky stuff it takes you off this planet really fast I nearly went there you don't want to do that stuff yeah uh, I really believe that we're souls here having a human experience and I'm pretty sure the souls didn't come here just to grind under fluorescent lights and, you know, smash keyboards and die. Nah, I agree. It's meant <laughs> to play. So I took the ukulele up. Ukulele, oh. it's an instrument that uh, learned two or three chords and you can play a, a dozen songs or more. And I play my uke half an hour or so every day mm -hmm. and it's pure fun where something like guitar you have to actually learn yeah a yuki can jump straight onto it and just be silly and and it is it's joy the same it's it's a scheduled part of my day it's in my calendar i play uke and i play with a group on friday mornings just for fun at the alley oh how cool yeah it's so good just That's makes actually, me smile i think i've heard about this group yeah it's, it's really cool for a while. It, yeah and it's a bunch of surfers and yeah. we end up getting there's a bunch of ukuleles, bunch of you know guitars, any instrument you can turn up, and it's they're all surfers, yeah. and then all the general public kind of end up coming and singing along, and it's just. Fun. I might be able to play the triangle. Bring it on! Oh, we've got little maracas you can borrow. Oh, I can definitely shake a maraca. Oh, you need that, to come and do that. <laughs> I can do that for a tambourine. Yeah. Oh, we have tambourines. Yeah. You'd be a great tambourine yeah. player. Yeah. It's got ribbons got on it, but I've got the hips for a tambourine. That's it. Yeah. Give me the tambourine girl. You've got to have fun and yeah, you will. Your creativity will go through the roof when you actually let your brain be creative. Yeah. Yeah. And this is 100% the, one of the things I keep trying to push upon people right now. And, and it's a mirror for myself because I'm terrible at it. I, I, I have this soul-sucking search for significance that makes me be busy being busy. And 
because you know the super a type personality the yep. ADA, you know all the things that it's just like i've got to be fucking pushing forward i can't be mediocre i've got to be doing got to be doing what i've been doing yep and we teach what we need to learn by the way oh yeah 100 <laughs> percent, right yeah we and do but like, find the ways to make this shit work but 100 <laughs> percent the times that I give myself the white space, the, the times that I go, okay, I'm doing something, or my best pieces come from if I go and sit in a pub with a notepad yep. and a pen and a glass of Prosecco and some oysters, just surrounded by the chaos so that my brain can't be thinking of the chaos. And then all of a sudden, it comes, just comes through because I, yeah, because I vibe off the, I, we're not sure if I'm an introverted extrovert or an extroverted introvert. I like to be on my own, but I do get, I get the, I regain my energy from other people's energy and, and vibration. Yeah. And so that for some reason connects me. Thanks for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, a, and a quiet, quiet monkey brain. Cause if I'm sitting here on my own, it's, it goes off where it needs, wherever, not where it needs to go. Yeah, where it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I get um, it. I totally get it. But, but I think it, I think that that comes from conditioning or programming, uh, and maybe this hustle mentality where it's kind of ingrained in us that we've got to work hard and you've got to be doing stuff, and that the that there's not enough science or proof for people to really buy into the play is actually what will get you the yeah. results. Yeah, big time. And I was raised, you know, with a, a you know. Mm-hmm family business so we you know we all worked after school we worked every weekend uh dad always said you know you rest when the work's done yeah in a family business the work is never Sleep when I'm done Sleep it's, when you're dead. it's never done and yeah. so it's like that that's all I have an amazing work ethic yay that's what nearly chucked me in a grave at 25 it's like it's not cool but I, I've, you know, a lot of my, my work and study has been really working with Eastern philosophies and they get it. They, they go with nature. You can't beat nature. And so literally when you, then that, you know, people go, oh, your heart keeps you alive. Yeah, but what keeps that alive? There is an, an invisible energy that makes the heart tick. Mm. And it's, it's your chi. And you've got to be replenishing. It's interesting. One of the first signs of adrenal tiredness is broken sleep between 2 and 4 a.m. People get up for a pee. And if you ever need to have a pee, it's between 2 and 4 a.m. Get up and pee. Don't hold it because your kidneys and your heart work together. And you're literally your, your cortisol levels are too high from, your adrenal, from adrenal stress. And your body is waking you up to take the stress off your heart. Yeah. So that's huh. one of the first ones when I'm working with any client, you know, around the world. Great. What's your sleep like? Tell me, you know, do you go to sleep? Good. Do you sleep all the way through? Oh, broken. Really? Between two and 4am? Yeah. How do you know? You get up for a pee? Yeah. Great. Cortisol levels are too high. Really simple. Huh. And, and so in Chinese medicine, we say that your adrenals are recharged between two and 4am. So all your different body systems recharge at different times through the day. Adrenals are between two and four. It's the easiest marker to see how your body's dealing with cortisol. Wow. Okay. So, I'm going to ask you for a free uh, naturopathic coaching session right now. What do we do? <laughs> what do we do to get, these, get the cortisol down? And <laughs> how do we sleep between two and four? Okay. Bottom line. Uh, cortisol is the thing that gives us our energy to get out of bed in the morning. It's like, like me, I wake up between four and five, full of energy, off I go. 
uh, it's meant to be 100% when you wake and meant to be 10% of that when you go to sleep. And then it recharges through the night and that's 100% and then off you go. Uh, you need between seven and nine hours sleep to recharge your adrenals. I feel like a mat truck hit me if I'm after seven hours. Like, because yep. I'm, normally, I'm normally up, my normal time is 4.30. Yep. I wake up. Yep. Five if I've been really tired. But seven, anything after seven hours sleep, I literally feel like shit. Like usually six is my sweet, five to six. Great. So can I share with you? You want to, I'm really serious, <laughs> seven minimum. Yeah. Really? Okay. So the most important sleep you do is between 10 PM and 2 AM. And that's the time that your body is getting ready to recharge the cortisol, recharge your adrenals. Right. So as I, I, the, that was the biggest change I've made in my health in the last 30 years. When I learned this stuff and it just all made sense, I went great. So as a discipline and my friends all know it six nights a week, I'm in bed by 9.30 and I'm asleep. Boom. I wake up fresh towards five and it's just like, ah! off I go. I get up, I jump in my purple Jeep and I go surfing. And that's the way it's meant to be. But you've got to replenish your adrenals. Sleep is so important. So in the, in the herbal world, there's a class of herbs that naturopaths, the most common class of herbs that we prescribe are called adaptogens. They help your body adapt to stress. So we've got to get your adrenal glands recharging properly. So adaptogen herbs feel that, that way. Uh, in the aromatherapy world, uh, there's an essential oil called vetiver. It smells like dirt. It's taken from the roots of a big grass. Yeah. And, and it's excellent for that. So using uh, that kind of oil in a vaporizer at night or even on the soles of your feet, because the feet are waterproof, not oilproof, just put a drop on the soles of your feet. Ah. Uh, to ground you out. That's what it does. It's, it doesn't make you go to sleep. It grounds a busy brain. Yeah. It's an oil that we use in clinic for ADD kids and that. Like I'm ADHD. That's in case you didn't work that shit out. This is the way I am. I, I, go, fast. <laughs> I go fast. Um, so I, I've had to learn to control it. That's it. And so the adaptogen herbs, same deal. They Adaptogens adapt to what you're doing. So if you take them in the morning, they give you more energy. If you take them right at bedtime, but Jade, it's got to be the way a guy goes to sleep. A guy says, I'm going to bed now. And he, he just goes to bed. A chick says, I'm going to bed now. And she will do 10 more things. And I can't be trusted. So my herbal tonic I take every night, it lives in my ensuite. So I've done everything. <laughs> and then it's like, I slug it down. I brush my teeth. I lay down, go to sleep. And yeah. when you do that, that brings you, adaptogens bring you into uh, and an adrenal recharging sleep. And yeah. I've honestly taken those kind of herbs for 30 years. Yeah. I'll never go back to taxing my adrenal glands again. I, I did it and it's not worth it. How, like, I, again, the, the coach teaches what they need to learn. Uh, yes. evening, <laughs> evening habits. As much as I preach it, just trying to, trying to make, I have an alarm that goes off at my, on my phone at 10 p.m., that's bedtime. And like last night it was literally roll over high five because the alarm went off when we we're in bed. It's like, we made it. <laughs> yeah. What's so what time are you thinking that you with you need to take this? You're ha already having it in your own suite. How how quick does it work? Yeah, you've got like about a 15-minute window. Right. So the herbs will adapt to what you're doing in about that 15-minute window. So if you 
you know, you don't take it, I'm going to bed now and I'm going to read a book or watch telly or do the extra fun bedroom activities. You don't do it then. You've done all that stuff and then you go, I'm going to sleep now. Uh -huh. Take it, brush your teeth, lay down, go to sleep. And I honestly, I just, and I, I breathe deep into it. You know, I, I do the breathing courses with Sal Howe, the Ocean Conference. Oh, yes. Love it. And I, and I do my breaths and I honestly feel my body just go and I'm gone. That's it. Now you are allowed to roll over in the night. That's okay. But if you're rolling over and have to have a pee or can't get back to sleep, well, that's a different story. We are allowed to roll over and just go straight back to sleep. Or yeah. when your cat, your cat walks across you like mine does, <laughs> she has to walk across my chest every night. When she does, I just roll over and go back to sleep. So, yeah. Uh, um, can we drop back into your, was it the seven steps to sanity? Yeah. Walk us through those. Oh, okay, cool. Okay. And, and so, I wouldn't use my other hand, it's just in my pocket. Uh, that's okay. So the, this was a book that I, that I wrote. I wrote it um, around 20 years ago. Uh, but I, I thought I have to document what I actually did to get my shit together when I burned out. So um, the first step to, oh, yeah, I've got a copy. No, I haven't got a copy here. Can't show you it. Anyway. Uh, put a link if, if people can buy it still. Yeah, yeah, you can. It, it's on my website, easy. So first step is all about respecting yourself. We've got to look after us first. It's about, you know, all the little things like, you know, the whole oxygen mask on. But part of it is actually about saying no. Mm. Too many people do that. Yes. And then inside they're going, no. And that messes with our body chemistry because then we usually give ourselves a hard time and negative emotions like guilt change your body chemistry from being alkaline to acidic faster than crap food. So if you're going to say yes, own it. Wow. If say no, own it. So that's why that's the very first step. It's really important. Yeah. Okay, so that's one. Now, second step is to feed your body. We've got to feed our body properly. So that, and again, I'm the realistic naturopath. So I'm the, I just am. People are going to have some fun food sometimes. That's okay. That doesn't do the damage. It's what you do 90% of the time or 80% of the time that matters. So, and the very first, you know, the biggest, I'm big on what I call no bum glue, no white bread, white rice, white pasta, no refined and processed greens. Uh, and big on water. Our body needs 33 mil per kilo per day minimum just to operate. So, and then there's you know, all the other parts of nutrition. In fact, if people want to go to my website, they can download my Feed Your Body ebook. Go and get it. Oh, beautiful. We'll put that in the show notes for everyone. Yeah, that saves me talking about all that. So then we've got to move our body in some way. But again, part of it's fun. It's no use me going into a gym and flogging myself when I'm there feeling, oh, I hate this stuff. It doesn't work. So for me, surfing is my exercise. Surfing and walking. I, you know, I walked to the Camino Way in 2014. I walked across Spain. I'll do that kind of stuff is the stuff that I love. My friends want me to do that with them. I had three friends do it just before COVID in, in separate things. I was like, I could not think of anything. <laughs> I don't do this. I'm a sprinter. And uh, I you're not going to walk 800 Ks. Not a chance. I need to see, like, I just need to see where I'm going and I'm just going to run as fucking fast as I can to get there. Like, set of stairs, yep. no problems. Like, even if, even if you're like, let's go for a walk. I want to run to the next groin and then I'll just take a little breath and then we'll run to the next groin. It's like, I just. I look forward to seeing you in 20 years when you've needed to learn the same lessons I've needed to learn. I, I literally did. It was like therapy for me. And I took everything off my phone. My phone was just a phone. 
nothing else, no music, no nothing. I, I went, I'm just going to, it was like a walking meditation for 26 days, 800 kilometers. Wow. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, so yes, we need to exercise in a way that works for you. Otherwise people won't do it. Uh, we need to stop procrastinating. So one of, the <laughs> yeah, one of the chapters is about procrastinating and, and that's just about getting it again, just getting it's, it's mindful stuff, getting your head around stuff. We need to play more. And so that's all about ways to bring play inside the essentials, spontaneity, using aromatherapy, essential oils to help lighten moods and, and herbs and all that stuff. So it's all that stuff. I've got um, one of my team members who she's got so much personality and when she does play, she plays, but there's this, she's got this, uh, it's almost like a control, uh, I, want, I want to say issue. She knows it's there. Like she knows that she's got this issue with being able to fully release and fully play and the, there's some sort of blocker. Um, have you come across other people that have, that have got this sort of inability yeah. to fully immerse themselves in play and, and the permission to do yes. so? Yes. Absolutely. And so just, again, everyone's got a range. So they're stuck in this range and it's, it's baby steps. They've got to feel safe that they can do it. And depending if she's young, it, it's usually about that not wanting to look silly where I'm, I'm just a dick. I, I'm just, I don't give a shit whatever happens anyway. Really? You know, on my Facebook today, we, the surf was so flat this morning. One of the other chicks and I, we spent the whole time diving in front of my GoPro, um, <laughs> just, just doing stupid stuff. But, but that's, I don't care. And, but that's come with age for me. Mm. It's so if someone's young, it's, uh, it, I get it. It can be harder to let go and let yourself, you know, look, feel silly. You might have that idea, but I promise if you were told tomorrow you will die unless you fully just let go and go and play your ass off. It's sad that we need that kind of thing mm. to come to that point. But if we were told you will die if you do not just relax 100%, um, it, it comes, that comes, I think, just with baby steps a little bit. And so I really love the book, The Four Agreements. Oh, yes. So I get that one of the agreements is that everyone's doing their best. She's doing her best. Mm. Help her feel safe to go a little bit further, a little bit more uncomfortable, a little bit more, a little bit more, and let her build on it. But she would be doing her best our challenge in life is to let them do their best. Mm. Yeah, well, our growth, but it's not a challenge. Our growth point is to let their, everyone else do their best. It's different to our best. Well, you have, you've grown it to you. You've, you weren't this fucking fantastic or 20, 30 years ago, but you've grown into that. Mm. Everyone's got to grow through their range. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just really love that point though, that, their best uh I, I did a rant years ago about stop trying to be the best version of yourself because you're not actually trying to be the best version of yourself you're trying to be the best version in comparison to whoever you're fucking comparing yourself to that's yeah. not actually who you are firstly get get aligned to who you really are how any advice that you have for um people supporting other people like we we sometimes unfairly put our own expectations oh. on others or what we feel yeah. is or maybe we see the potential in someone and we want to push them and we push them to get it yeah it, what, what's your advice around that oh look I'm still a work in progress 
but I know I've relaxed so much more with that. I've always been the person who can see potential in other people. And I, one of my superpowers is that I'm really good at helping to lift and guide people. But sometimes uh, it, I'm trying to make it happen on my timeline, not theirs. Yeah. The, the book, The Four Agreements, honestly brought peace to my life. I went, they, I've got to let them do it at their pace. Yeah. You know, it's like the, the butterfly. You can't just break open the cocoon. Get out of the fucking cocoon. <laughs> it doesn't work. It dies. It doesn't work. You've got to let it. It has to do the struggle. The only way we truly learn and grow is to struggle. And, and our growth point is to get let ourselves not be frustrated watching them do it their pace. Yeah. So when it comes to business, I talk to people about, and I work, you know, part of my business is coaching natural therapists to take their businesses online with creating courses and books and all the kind of stuff. And I say to them all the time, all the time to it's your business, your way, your pace. I can guide. I'm not going to drag anyone. I have to let them grow through it. And I remember when I was a speaker, when I first decided I wanted to be a speaker 20 years ago, the going rate. That's what introvert does. Yeah. Well, I remember sitting in clinic thinking I was so frustrated that I did 10 years in clinic full time. And, and I went, I was frustrated. I could only physically see 40 or 50 patients a week. And I have to leave the world a better place. <laughs> That's my driver. <laughs> I don't, fix the fucking world. Anyway, so I went, how, do, how do I help more people? Or you write books and you speak at conferences, but you're an introvert. So I used to wear blue jack. I wore all the color codes. I got into all the color codes. I did everything just to have the guts to stand on stage. It was hilarious. My metamorphosis to be able to get through and then speak to thousands of people was incredible. But I remember from a price point, but 20 years ago, the going price for a, uh, a gig was about two and a half grand for a keynote. And I had no self-worth around, you know, I, I we used to, back in those days, we charged 50 bucks for a consult as a naturopath for an hour. So I had no self-worth around that. And I remember my first gig, I charged 350 bucks for. And after I got a few runs on the board, I know I was like, fuck, I got 350 bucks. Was to a bunch of dentists. Anyway, uh, and it grew. Then it went to 750, then 1500, then three and a half grand, five and a half, eight and a half, which for me was insane for an hour and a half keynote. But that's, I, I had to grow me to grow my business. Mm. And the same thing. So if you've got anyone in your life, whether it's staff or other colleagues and that, we have to let them grow their pace. We guide, but we can't drag them. Yeah. And our lesson, our lesson is to not get frustrated and to let them grow their way. Yeah. Because it's a, it's, everything's a mirror. So if we're frustrated with anyone, it's, the lesson's for us. It's not The lesson's not for them. The lesson is for us. We have to get that. And it's easier to just go, no, it's all about them. No, it's actually not. We attract them so that we can grow. It shits me, but it's a truth. <laughs> oh, life is interesting. Uh, it's all about the growth, isn't it? It's, it's <laughs> the experience. So how, what, what number are we up to? For the oh, yeah, where are we up to? Um, what have we done? Uh, chill out. We haven't done chill out. Have got chill out. Yep. Haven't done chill out. So chill out is, um, and I did some research years ago uh, through one of the private health insurers in Australia. So I've got a bunch of corporates in Sydney and, and really saw where the biggest disconnects were. And it was the transitioning from work to home. 
So it's the, the get that, you know, you're not playing for sheep stations, you're not trying to land someone on the moon, all those kind of things. So we, we can just take the edge off a bit of the stress that we're doing on our day-to-day -day tasks at work, but getting to people to be able to transition from work life to home life, to, to be able to switch off wow. most effectively was, was really important. Uh, and we've, we did some we did some some trials with some different essential oils because I'm am an, I'm an aromatherapist and a naturopath so I'm going to go that way, but uh, simple essential oils even like lime lime essential oil gives you the feeling like you're just kind of hanging out in a hammock. Well, that one essential oil we help people be able to leave work at work by sixty one percent using one oh. oil in their drive on the way home. Water blend. Say again. I need a pina colada blend. <laughs> yeah. Do you like a pina colada? Yeah, that would that would be coladas. <laughs> yeah. Well, but that's the thing. Interesting. Yeah. It is a bit of informa interesting information that came out of the research. When stressed, uh, the baby boomers, my generation, we went to tea, coffee, alcohol, all the stimulants, tea, coffee, yeah. alcohol, all those kind of things. Uh, the younger generations go to carbs. Ah, where's the worst type two diabetes nowadays? Yeah, it's not my generation; it's uh -huh. the younger generations. Interesting. They're dealing with stress differently. Ah, so, so when we're when we're stressed and we're and the cortisol's out of whack and we're outside the alkaline corridor, you crave whatever the shit is that your body you know you know is craving, and the younger generations are craving the acidic carbs, my generation, and like I did, I went to alcohol, tea, coffee, alcohol, yeah. you know, chocolate classed as a yeah. stimulant. It's all the stimulants. Yeah, interesting. Ah, interesting. Yeah, because mm. you see that people hollowing down pizza and... Um, yeah, donuts and, and whatevers, you know. It's just yeah. like, no. And then that burger on a bigger spiral down. Yeah. 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 Ah, very yeah. Can I just... just because I've been doing a lot of work with my clients lately about the third space yeah. and the, whether it's a physical space, but that ability to be able to either disconnect from the home life when you're going into work life to be completely present or switching off from the work life to go home and be present. Yeah. Give us, so you said limes, one of them. What are, what are some of your other tools? Because I always love, I make all my clients make their um, state changing toolkits. So yep. like a playlist, yeah, my uh, music. oil, um, a activity so that they so when they're like if they wake up and they're feeling pissed off at the world and they're a bit flat, what's your what's your go-to tunes and your oils that you put on? Yeah. So what, give us give us what you think is some of your state changing tools. Yeah, I agree. Music's big. And I use music. I actually on my way surfing in the morning because I want to hit the water all zen because of sunrise and all that stuff. I'm not in the party wave mode. Yeah. Uh, I I chant. I've used, you know, uh, Hindu chants for 30 odd years and I, I chant and I create that state to go surf. But when I'm coming home, I'm just like singing my guts out the top of my lungs to, you know, my place, my playlist. I've worked from home for 30 odd years. So I, I, my office, you know, here at home, I use music to break that. But I also, I move my body. That's it. Or I'll go and play my ukulele. Like I physically, you've got to physically use your body. In the aromatherapy world, definitely lime is great. Ylang Ylang essential oil, which yeah. is uh, a flower essential oil. That's excellent with it. But just something light and fun is the go. Uh, if you've got a garden, and what is your thing that you like to do? So I grow 90% of my own food. I So I'll just do a lap of the garden to change my state. 
That's yeah. all part of it. I ground out. I start my day in the garden. I end the day in the garden. Just do a lap. Say hello to each plant. It's whatever is your thing that you really enjoy doing. That five minutes of doing that will physically change your state more. And then you can have it's quality time when the kids are going, dad, 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 mum, mum, mum. You yeah, want to be yeah. able to be present with them. You don't want to have your brain full of that work stuff. So you've got to ground out whatever is your thing you like to do. But music and movement are the two biggest ones. And then your senses and then smell, definitely. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, we like to go on Friday with my group. We go from work to twerk. So well, Oh, you go twerking. Well, I'm not. Uh, Zoom calls to each other. <laughs> I'm not a twerker. I, I think we should it. learn that. Uh, well, funny enough, my teammate, team member that I was talking about, one of the things where she does let herself play is she does twerk lessons. And, wow. And so when we do uh, team stuff here at the house, she teaches me to twerk. To so, twerk. Yeah. And so we'll do it on Zoom, with even with the like the client group Love it. And yeah and our fun little our fun little thing can't do it right now with a back that's spazzed out just before the call but <laughs> i've never thought of this 60 year old dyke twerking but i'm open oh my to god everything. i'll try everything can please make this a facebook thing what's that you me twerking yeah <laughs> that's not fair you know I live a life of yes. Okay, in the future. I can't promise when. Okay, what I'm going to do, next time Charlotte comes down, so next time my teammate's here, you're only up the road. It's going to be a twerk session. We're going to twerk. Yeah. I, I live a life of yes. I have to say yes. Yes. Fuck. I really get myself into. It's nuts. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so good. All right, really I agreed to twerk with you. Yes. Everyone's got this. It's yeah, 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 yeah. It's recorded. Yeah. I can. But you know what? I, I would rather live a life of yes and just go yes and then that's the thing. People think themselves out of shit and they miss yeah. out. I, I'm i so grateful I said yes to surfing. I can't believe I'm so obsessed with it. It is just such, so good. And I'm still such a beginner slash trying to be an intermediate. But I, I love it. I might enjoy twerking. I've never thought about twerking, but I might uh, love it. But you don't I, know I, unless I, you just I say yes. You're going to love it. <laughs> we'll see. It's just this full body embodiment of like just getting down and, and feeling. Yeah. It's, if you've uh, seen me dance, Jade, it's a bit interesting. I don't know if this body's got loose enough hips to twerk, but I'll sure give it a go. <laughs> oh, that, that's going to be the main thing. All right. Um, I, I promise. Um, a really important point you made as well, like it doesn't matter if you're only beginner or intermediate, because if you love it, yeah, the whole the whole point is you're there to play. Yeah, you're not there to perform. Yeah, and I've surfed a couple of times with um, Stephanie Gilmore, and she says the the best surfers are the ones out there, is the one out there having the best fun, and I I live on that. I really do. I I'm never going to be the cut and carve chick. I'm not a shortboard chick. I'm a cruising cruiser and when i'm on a wave i swear it's like the noises i make are hilarious but i don't give a shit because i'm so happy that i'm riding a wave it's just yeah. it's insane what it does to my body so i'm always going to be the yahoo and old lady who rides cruising and i don't care i don't care uh, <laughs> I, I love it um i had a, a guy on the um podcast a few episodes ago called anthony lay and he's tied in with the guys from Ombi and Clayton Surf. And oh, yep. um, so he was part of my surf coaching. And I have just never seen a more stoked dude in the water ever. Yeah. Like 
he everyone's like how many coffees you had doesn't drink coffee doesn't drink alcohol doesn't do stimulants just high on life oh my god he like he's just body surfing into a barrel getting absolutely annihilated he's like yeah and you just can't you just you can't not be stoked to be around him yeah but that's the difference between living and existing i meet too many people who are just existing they're 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 wonderful got like really are you are you and if they are fantastic but I, I meet so many people they're, they're doing this all got all sorted looking cool and then the inside they, they're going oh, I just want to come and yahoo with you yeah you know, and slap people you know high 10 people high five people on the way I can't even say it let alone do it but <laughs> it's insane the same as you're so stoked hanging around with that bloke the the people I go out with we just have a blast and yeah. I want that in my life. I don't want to be, I'm not the competitive, serious surfer chick. I'm just not. I just want the joy in life because I know, I know the value on my health. Yeah. I want to live strong, fit and healthy. And the only way that's going to come is by me embodying all those elements of health. Yeah. And, and that play more overrides all the good food and, and all the other stuff. It just does. It's so funny because out of all the interviews that I do, like nearly everyone that I speak to, when I say to them, what's the most important thing where like when you're, when you're looking at giving advice to people that they, they say play. And like when I talk to people about what's the virtues you want to, like now that you're getting to redesign your business, what do you want to bring to it? Oh, fun, play. And it's like, it's been this thing that's been missing. And it's like, yeah, you know, how, how do we bring this in? Do you have any um, resources, tools, books, or uh, anything you think someone could read or listen to that might help them to be able to play a little bit more or to break free or even inspire them on how to live more? Um, yeah, I... I this isn't enough. enough. If this isn't yeah. enough. <laughs> Again, it's, it's the how you do one thing is how you do everything. So every time I sit and eat a meal, I, I watch YouTubes of reruns of Ellen or I really do. I watch or some comedy. And yeah. the reason is our blood sugar is directly affected when we eat by what our surroundings are. So people... Oh, so bad. People will sit and watch the news or, or be reading a business book or something like yeah, that. Never watch the fucking news. That's... Yeah, no, no. But people do serious stuff when yeah. they're eating. And yet, you know, in the you know, the childhood days where everyone would sit around the, the family, you know, the dinner table and just chat and ha, ha, ha. That was good for our body. But the, the way that people are eating the meals nowadays is dangerous, to, particularly to blood sugar levels. So, again, type 2 diabetes is through the roof. And it's preventable, 100% preventable. So I watch, I bring comedies into my life. So if, when I'm sitting and eating a meal, unless I'm somewhere like, and I live, I have a beautiful view where I am and all that kind of stuff, but I'll sit and laugh while I eat because I know the benefit to my body. And so I think then it just, it just permeates through, you know, I've taught myself to have fun. I worked in the, you know, in the 1980s, holy shit, business was nasty. I remember, like, there was no, <laughs> there was no workplace laws. The shit I did and the way I treated staff and all that stuff, I am, I'm embarrassed by what I did. It was horrible what I did, but it was the way it was just done. Everyone did it. And 
the, the work hard, play harder. They were crazy, crazy times. Everyone made a shitload of money, but killed ourselves in the process. So I know that side of the world and I've taught myself to have fun because I can be a really intense person no matter what I'm doing. So I choose to have intense fun, but I've learned to do that. But it's the, hey, do one thing, hey, do everything. So you've got to bring that side of it in so that it can flow into your business life, I think. Beautiful. The same uh, as I could have a really sensible background, but I just want me bored there. And yeah. I don't give a shit. That's <laughs> like it's what I love. I'm down with that. I can't argue with that. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a sign over here that says get shit done though. And then I've got yeah. a wall lamp over here. And oh, I'm all... I've got my, my salt lamp down on my feet. <laughs> Excellent. Can you just talk to me through what you just said then about team and how you treated staff? So um, my whole thing is that happiness is the greatest hack to productivity and profitability. And I believe that I was put on, like my, my purpose is to make humans happier at work. And I'm on a mission to make 6,000 people happier at work by 2024. So what's your learnings? Like I ran a recruitment firm during the GFC, like mm. we bad human bad then, like for, for the grinding and the pushing and all the bollocksing. Yeah. Um, what can you share to like, what do you share with your um, naturopath business owners about building their teams and building their culture? Um, so again, someone's got to go first. Everyone's waiting for someone else. Everyone's waiting for someone to be fun so they can tag onto that vibe. Be that vibe yourself. Mm-hmm. So just how you want, you know, the clients that, you know, we talk about your avatar and the clients you want to attract in your businesses and everything. Make sure you're that person now. If you want to work with people that are, fun and everything well stop being in an intense bloody boring shit like you can be I've learned that you can be really professional and have a greater impact if you're just relaxed and fun the reality is that people learn better if it's fun they yeah. just do if, if they're comfortable and fun they'll they'll remember it uh, I still teach on stage the way I, I learned how to teach in the army make a point tell a story make a point tell a story so I'm big on using my life screw-ups or growing adventures to make a point. Um, it's, it's just the way it is, but it's relatable and people remember it. The reason I say, if I just say to you, Jade, never eat white bread, white rice, white pasta again. Why? Because it, it's bowel plaque and it will leach all the, the minerals and everything out of your body. You go, oh, okay, you're sure, Jen. So Jade, stop eating fucking bum glue. You'll go, what's bum glue? White bread, white rice and pasta. Do you I, I can't everything? wait to use this on the kids because <laughs> I, I always thought I call it white death and that's just not, have, it's not having the right. No. So landing, but I, I reckon bungalow. Bungalow. They remember it. I've ruined so many conferences because I've gone on to speak right before the lunch break. Oh, no that's a meal. I don't give a shit. But so this is the visual for all you people who are visuals. My generation, I, I think you're too young. We used to make glue at school out of flour yeah. and water. Yeah. Yeah. So do you remember how it stuck to that bloody stupid paper mache? Oh, yeah. Thing? Yeah. Do you remember how it stunk when it had been in the jar? Yeah. yeah. That's what white bread is, white rice and white pasta in your bowel. It's rotten. It causes cancers. Oh. But the biggest thing is it leaches all the minerals out of your body. That, it, it's like glue. Here, I'll give you an experiment. So we are, this, is, this is a true test. So with your fingers, fingertips on the outside of your legs where, you, where your fingertips just meet, just, just kind of give it a massage hard and fast. Give it a really good rub and notice if you're sore on your left or right leg. Okay, don't tell anyone, just notice. No one needs to know. Okay, you notice, cool, stop. So 
This is a pressure point that we use that lines up with your large intestine. Left leg relates to your descending colon. So the last part before it goes out is poo. Your right leg is the ascending. So where it comes up from your appendix. So whenever we eat anything, food goes into your stomach, it gets all chewed up, goes to your small intestine where you absorb the nutrients. Then it goes past the appendix and goes into your bowel. Your bowel's job is to reabsorb any last liquid before what is in there goes out as poo. Oh, Mike. <laughs> oh, no, oh, Mike, I'm back. I bumped I'm it. Back. Yeah, before the last bit goes out as poo. So what happens when you eat bum glue is that that stuff sticks along the walls of the bowel. Now, if you were sore on your left leg, it means you've got some bowel plaques and bum glue stuck on the left, on the descending colon. You're not special. You're like the majority of the world's population because we're raised on white bread. If you are sore on your right leg, it actually means that you're backed up to your appendix. And in clinic, we say that you're full of shit. <laughs> Truth. Now, <laughs> so the thing is, 70 or 80% of headaches generate from the large intestine. So again, people can be getting stressed. They think, oh, it's just stress. But then they're, they're defaulting and eating carbs when they're stressed. And it's like, remove the carbs, stop leaching the minerals like magnesium out of your body so that you're going to deal with the stress simply and you're not going to have bum glue stuck there and you fix your headaches. Like a naturopath, we just go the step behind. We go, what's going on behind it? And when we can sort that out, life works. But that's one little tweak. Get rid of the bum glue in your life. Makes a up. huge difference to your life. I gave my, well, I'm I don't eat wheat grain preservatives, all the pro, any processed shit, uh, and I can definitely say the difference that's made. Yeah. But when I'm talking to parents about children's behaviour, oh, uh, and you're like, how much white bread did they just have today? And do you know how much sugar's in white bread? Let alone the bread in the bread. Like, yeah. There and they they just cannot understand. I'm like, okay, so you've got a V8 car yeah. and it takes petrol and you're gonna you're gonna inject it with some diesel. diesel. Won't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The same, same, same. Like and yeah. Just, and I think this is a really huge part. Um, and a big thing that I've seen in the entrepreneurs that have kind of gone that flat line and then made a difference and they're like skyrocketing. A lot of them, they've changed their relationship with with food, but alcohol yeah. and, and stimulants. Yes. And it's not just because they've gained that control and the discipline. It is like garbage in, garbage your, out. Your brain, yeah, your brain fires differently. Absolutely. Yeah. This but again, but you can also, you can have the cleaner, you can have your raw, vegan, organic, paleo, whole food, keto, whoop-de-doopy diet. And if you're running negative emotions, stress, worry, overwork, guilt, you'll still have an acidic, not firing right body. We have to address the stress. It's not just exercise. It's not just diet. We have to deal with life. Whether we like it or not, we're emotional beings. Yeah. We have to look at it. It's, it's got to be that um, well-rounded because how many people have we seen that are vegan or vegetarian oh. and they're supposed to be healthy? And, and they're uh, not really. And they're really. like, oh, you look like you're going to die. Yeah. Yeah, big time. They've got no life in them. Shoot. I, I've, in clinic, I've dealt with fruitarians, breatharians, every kind of Aryan over the years, and they can be more unhealthy than the person who has a friggin' hamburger. Yeah. Like, 
it's it's balance in everything in life. And it's not what we do five or 10% of the time. It's what we do the majority of the time that influence, same as our business, yeah. our daily bare ass minimum, you know, in actions to build our business, you know, producing, following up, all those kind of things is no different with our bare ass minimum with our health. Drink the water, don't eat the bum glue. Like just do the core basics, live as close to nature as you can the majority of the time and go to bed on time and it works. <laughs> I'm going to send you messages. I'm going to send you messages in future at night. Say, Jade, you asleep yet? Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is I message my team when they tell me their commitment is to finish work at a certain time and go to bed and I'll message them. And with my group coaching clients, I've got a client in Texas and a client in Sydney and they message each other on their individual time zones to tell each other when they're supposed to be getting ready for bed. Yeah. So guess what? Remember how I said before, we teach what we need to learn. You're going to do this shit, Jane. <laughs> I promise if I can do it, you can. I used to be the same. But the reality was I was checking off this planet and yeah. it went, I have to fix this shit. And I have, and it's a discipline. And, you know, one or two nights a week, absolutely. I stay and play and do what I want. But, the, you know, the majority of the week, I'm disciplined about sleep. I promise it adds years to your life. Oh, you'll get used to it you'll get used to it i promise okay <laughs> so i think maybe my action item right now actually I'm yes. this action item right now i'm grabbing the phone and i'm changing the 10 o'clock bed to 9 30 yes yes to done. 9 30 yes done love yep. it perfect it's i'm happy friday and saturday <laughs> done perfect but that's great if you do that five days a week, Jade, that will make a difference. Yeah. And then and it's a discipline. Good. So when the alarm goes off, you go, I'm going to bed now. Yeah. It's that's a discipline that's worth it. That yeah. gives me half an hour to do the chicks things like, oh, yeah. this is, oh I'm going to fold this blanket and lay it on the couch. <laughs> we can't help ourselves. It's just incredible. It's just built into us. It's stupid. Uh, it's like, oh, that's right. I had those words written on the mirror. Let's get to fix those. <laughs> Oh, hilarious. It is um, hilarious. We're what shockers. Else, yes. What else do you feel called to share today? Like, what, what's uh, anything else coming up for you? Anything else you want to give the beach-loving, barrel-chasing business owners that are tuning in? Um, probably the other big thing that I corrected when I did burnout was I used to be the perfectionist. I was always got to get it right. And I've lived by the Google model way before Google was around. So Google, they, they beat everyone to business because they, once anything is ready, 80%, they stick it out there. And customers, you know, people go, oh, this button doesn't work. And they go, oh, thanks for telling us. They yeah. And they, and they correct it. So 30 years ago on a burn, I went, I just can't, the perfectionist thing is not working for me. I've lived by getting 80% right. I failed English at school. Um, I just did miserably failed English at school, but I've written 14 books. I learned that I can pay someone to fix my grammar and and spelling i still i'm dyslexic i still can't write the word and is hilarious i go a n d and every time it comes out a d n i don't know why it doesn't work but i just went it's okay i usually get dyslexic out (laughs) (laughs) but i I have people you know people i've coached and they'll send me back i jenny got a typo again and the time that you were correcting my text i went and earned this extra, extra money by doing this email or something Get your shit together, get it 80% right, get it out there. That would be a big piece of advice. Um, Better than perfect. Yeah. And then the other thing is we've got to give to get. 
what do you with if everyone does the little bit to leave this world a better place whatever you're called to do it do a baby step today don't wait until you're big and successful and you're going to do all that do it now give whatever or where it is that you're called to do it but give it will come back to you so big i love that i love that especially when it comes to like energy it doesn't take much to to give another human a little bit of energy when like yeah, be a day maker a smile yeah like, make someone's day give them a compliment like seriously just be a nice human being yeah. and agree. and that just raises and that just raises everyone around us and then as we rise we all rise agree 100 percent agree awesome Hmm. Well, on that note, where I'll, we'll put in show notes, links to your books, any of the oils that you want to share and anything like that, we'll pop those in as well in the herbs. But where's the best place for people to connect and consume more of you? Well, I have a podcast nowadays, uh, which is called Healthy Life Hacks. And they're all 10 to 15 minute sound bites. They're one thing to do this week. Just one thing to do this week to integrate it into your life. So I'm realistic. It's not the one a day because they won't do it. So yeah. Then all little sound bites that you can do listening to the car anywhere, super easy. That's an easy way to get me. Healthy Life Hacks on your favourite platform. And my website, jenniferjefferies.com, uh, where you can go and download the free ebook and just and just find my stuff. Follow me on the socials. I am the present-day wise woman, which is my version of the crone. So I am a 60-year-old woman. I And the word crone, which is a whole other subject, is just, it's terrible. We don't honour our wise people. We don't honour our our men and women for the, the experience I've got in life. And I want to redefine that word. And so I, I call myself the present day wise woman just because I want to get women to start owning the wisdom that they have as they age. So that you'll find me on everything as the present, present day wise woman. Love it. I love it. We'll link out to everything. Thank you so much for spending the afternoon. Thank you. I've had a ball. I really I, have had a ball. <laughs> I, feel, I feel pumped. I've uh, taken action. I'm going to... The, the, weird, the weird thing is the postman was actually delivering essential oils. I know what the parcel was. <laughs> there are no coincidences in life. It's all perfect. It's all perfect. And I'm, I'm ready to go make myself some new tools in terms of I'm going to get some lime and all of those things. Awesome. So thank you so much, Jennifer. Guys, as always, Thanks, if anyone has felt like there's anything they've heard in here that somebody else in their orbit, their, some of the five should hear, any of those people approaching burnout, the people that aren't playing enough, the people who may be eating too much bungalow, just share this episode with them. Cool. Thanks so much, guys. And we're out. See ya. Hey there, Barrel Chasing business owners. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. What would be amazing and allow us to reach as many business owners just like you would be if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes. If you feel like you got any entertainment or any value out of today, if you could pop on over, that would mean the world to us. See you on the next show.